I was just going over my uh, most popular videos. Um, but let's go to subscriptions and Midas Touch. Go subscribe, everybody. MTG is more desperate than ever and panicked new post one hour ago. Uh, this is this is a communist country. We've been taken over. It's not the <laughs> America that we all thought that we had. We're not a free country anymore. What's up, everyone? Coach D speaks here. You know, the amount of times Republicans what are going hell? to lie, deflect, and what about their way about the Trump indictment is endless. They're pulling out all the stops. I mean, seriously, take Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance. Perjury traitor. Instead of allowing the justice system to run its course, she's trying to stifle the process. She recently tweeted this. I'm introducing an appropriations matter <laughs> to defund special <laughs> counsel Jack Smith's <laughs> office and entire investigations. <laughs> Where are the investigations into true criminals like Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Shut up, Marge. <laughs> so on one hand, she wants investigations to happen, but on what the other hand, she wants to defund the departments that are doing the investigations. Now make no mistake about it. None of this will pass because no one actually supports her. This is literally just grandstanding so that she continues to remind Donald Trump that she's his biggest groupie. And she knows Georgians in her district want her to do this if she wants to be reelected. But let me explain this it's again for the, base. for the people in the back who haven't heard this enough. Now she's playing in for 2015, Trump, really. During his presidential campaign, Donald Trump said numerous times that if he became president, he would lock Hillary up for deleting 33,000 emails. In 2017, he began his presidency. During that time, he had a Republican majority in the House and in the Senate. Now, even though Hillary had, was investigated and testified for hours and never pleaded the fifth, hours with she the testified. power he had, he could have petitioned even more investigations. If there was something to convict her on, he had the opportunity to do it, but he didn't because there was nothing there. It's a big nothing burger. Biden? There's an ongoing investigation of he and Hunter. But like most investigations, yeah, it's on just the concluded. Hush. It's only in the case of the no narcissist crime. Trump. No he truths incoherently about his investigation. But again, on one hand, she's saying that indicting Donald Trump is communism because it is a politician having their political enemy arrested. But on the other hand, <laughs> she invites investigations and the arrest of Joe Biden. Make that make sense. <laughs> Fucking hypocrite. But let's be real here. Marjorie Taylor Greene has no kinds. idea what communism actually is. Fuck her the fuck up. She recently set up for performative politics and made this video. Hey everyone, I'm just standing up here on the balcony outside the Capitol uh, right before we go in for votes and um, been, been thinking a lot about President Trump today. He's about to be arraigned in Miami. Uh, completely wrong. It is such a beast of our justice system. Complete weaponization of government. And I'm going to do everything I can to defund Zach Smith's special counsel. And I'm going to urge Republicans here in Congress that we have to work to fight the government. That's high the school dropout. 
and just taking in the thoughts of how in other countries and foreign countries Go ahead and try to legislate kind where the government <laughs> in charge will arrest one of their political enemies and that's been shocking to Americans for years. That's been but shocking now it's happening, but now it's happening. Today that country President today, Trump is being arraigned President Trump uh, is being arraigned. charges having to do with documents that he absolutely, by the president, has the right to possess. But yet, here they are. The Biden here they are. Uh, Biden crime family. Political opponent. And political opponent. You gotta love the fake father. I'm just standing here near the Capitol, thinking about Donald Trump and how unfair they're being to him. Oh, poor Trump. We all know that you're on the Trump train. Until you know he can be president, Poor and then you're gonna leave him for the next guy as quick as you left your husband for the dude on Newsmax. Like for real. <laughs> but again, for people who don't understand how grand juries work, it is not the Biden administration that has indicted and arrested Donald Trump. It is the American people. A grand jury made up of 23 people decided after looking at the evidence that Trump should be indicted. But it gets worse because next she says this. Uh, this, is, this is a communist country. We've been taken over. It's not the America that we all thought that we had. We're not a free country anymore. We're not a free country anymore. Why is she still in America? There's a communist. Remember when black this people is a communist country. Because of police brutality and black people being unlawfully murdered by police officers. She told people Fucking they could stupid. leave the country if they didn't like it. Then. Well, Marjorie, and if you traitor. think this is a communist country, lock, her, lock, lock that bitch up. Out. Period. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report. Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Um, point. So, perjury, traitor, green dot, protest over much. Lock her the F her the F up. She's the effing traitor. And terrorist from January 6th insurrection. Now, okay. Every time MAGA cultist Marge speaks, she proves just how lost the Nazi, I mean MAGA, I mean Republican Party truly is. We should be thanking her. She should have been booted. A year years ago modern GOP has no shame in MTG is its face 
Stop putting up with fascists, comma, America. So I said perjury traitor Green should have been booted two and a half years ago from Congress. Stop putting up with fascists, America. Surgery traitor green. Okay, I'm going to share that. Oh, okay. I don't want to share it right now. He had the opportunity to do it, but he didn't because there was nothing there. And what about Joe Biden? There's an ongoing investigation of he and Hunter. But like most investigations, it's on the hush. It's only in the case of the narcissist Trump, he truths incoherently about him. his investigations daily. But again, on one hand, she's saying <laughs> that indicting Donald Trump is communism because it is a politician having their political enemy arrested. But on the other hand, he invites investigations and the arrest of Joe Biden. Make that make sense. But let's be real here. Marjorie Taylor Greene has no idea what communism actually is. She recently set up for performative politics and made this video. Complete weaponization of government, and I'm going to do everything I can to defund Zach Smith's special <laughs> counsel. And well, I'm going to urge Republicans time. here in Congress that here we have Congress, to work to fight to the work weaponized fight government. The That's the number one thing in this country. Y'all are the one who weaponized it. In other countries, in foreign countries, in countries, countries where the government news. charge will arrest one of their political enemies. And that's been shocking to Americans for years. <laughs> but now it's happening in our own country. Today, President Trump yeah, is being arraigned on um, 37 charges having to do with documents that he absolutely, you know, by the Presidential Records Act, has the right to possess. But yet, here they are, the Biden administration, Purely distraction. Uh, arresting really their top political opponent and enemy. You gotta love the fake somber tone. I'm just standing here near the Capitol thinking about Donald Trump and how unfair they're being to him. Stop it, Mark. Poor little Trump. We all know that you're on the Trump train until you know he can't be president, and then you're gonna leave him for the next guy as quick as you left your husband for the dude on Newsmax. Oh, you can suck like, up to Ron DeSantis. But again, for people who He's don't understand how grand juries work, human it is not the Biden administration that has indicted and arrested Donald Trump. It is the American people. A grand jury made up of 23 people decided after looking at the evidence that Trump should be indicted. But it gets worse. 
Because next, she says this. Uh, this is this is a communist country. We've been taking this over. This is a communist country. We've been we taking over. We had. We're not a free country anymore. We're not a free country anymore. Why is she still in America? Remember when black people marched because of police brutality and black people being unlawfully murdered by police This is a communist country. Officers? We're not. She told people they could leave free the country, country if anymore. they didn't like it here. Yeah, we're not free to fucking. Well, Steal Martin, thousands of national secrets. If you think secret this is a communist country, don't let documents. the door hit you on your way out. Period. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. The transcripts are out. I'm Karen Friedman hmm. Agnifilo from Legal AF, and we just got the transcripts from the arraignment released. in federal court of Donald Trump in the Southern District of Florida. We heard lots of reporting from reporters who were in the room. Don't forget there were no cameras allowed, there was no recording allowed. So we did get lots of reporting from people who were in the room. But we finally got the transcripts. I got to read them myself. And so let's talk about exactly what happened uh, in Donald Trump's federal arraignment in the Southern District of Florida. So he was arraigned by Judge Jonathan Goodman. Uh, Jack Smith was also there. We were are told by reporters he wasn't sitting in the well, so he wasn't it, mentioned in the transcript anywhere. But we we know he was there. The arraignment started at 2:55 p.m. and it ended at 3:44 p.m. and it was in courtroom 13-3. This is both the initial appearance and the arraignment of both Donald Trump and Waltine, Walt also known as Walt Nada. An initial appearance is the first time you go to court. The arraignment is when you are told what your charges are. They most of the time happen at the same time, but not always. So this was both the initial appearance and the arraignment of Donald Trump. It was only the initial appearance of Walt Nada. His arraignment has been put over a couple of weeks, and I'll tell you why in a minute. The lawyers who were there, uh, the prosecutors, were Jay Bratt, David Harbaugh, and Julie Edelstein. And the lawyers for Donald Trump were Chris Keis and Todd Blanche. And Stanley Woodward appeared for Walt Nada. Pretrial Services was also there. And Pretrial Services is a really important agency that works for the federal government. And they interview every single person who's arrested. And they make a recommendation to the court about whether the person should be released and if they or, or should they be held? You know, in other words, should they be, be held in jail pretrial or should bail be set? Or are there conditions on their release? And pretrial services will also monitor somebody who's released with conditions. So that's what pretrial services is. I don't know whether or not they interviewed Donald Trump. I assume they did because that's part of the standard arrest processing. And uh, so, so we'll get to that in a minute uh, when I when we explain what the conditions are that the judge set. So the judge started by thanking everyone under the sun, including the entire, literally the entire law enforcement community, uh, the court reporters, everybody just thanked everybody. And then he reminded everybody that there's no photos or videos of anyone uh, in the room. You're not allowed to use devices. And 
and that includes people in the spillover room. So what that told me is they had a spillover room. There was a room, which is very common to do, uh, if the courtroom's not big enough to hold all the people that there is, you know, when there's cases that have a lot of interest, they open up another room and they and they stream on video what's happening in, in the courtroom. And so the judge is speaking to both rooms, both the people in the courtroom as well as the spillover room, that there's no photos, no videos, and no recording whatsoever. So they, uh, the judge took uh, the defendants, um, both uh, Trump and Nada, uh, separately, and they, they didn't, in other words, he didn't do both at the same time. He just did Donald Trump first. And he asked Donald Trump's lawyers, are they temporarily representing him or are they permanent? And that's important because, you know, sometimes attorneys appear for arraignment only and then, uh, and then, a, and then a defendant goes and, and looks for a more permanent lawyer. Um, you can also change lawyers at any time, but these lawyers, Todd Blanche and Chris Keis, indicated to the judge that they were permanently representing Donald Trump. And so they might add new lawyers to the team. There was lots of reporting that they're interviewing other lawyers, but apparently these two lawyers are in for both the trial and the appeal. They said that on the record as well. The, ju the judge then said, you know, normally in this, in this uh, district, people waive the formal reading of the indictment because it's 44 pages long. If a defendant doesn't waive the formal reading of the indictment, they would have sat there and the judge would have, or the clerk, would have read every single thing that's in that 44-page indictment. However, Donald Trump's lawyers said, as is very common, uh, we waive the formal reading of the indictment and entered a plea of not guilty, which is also was expected. That's Obviously, he's going to enter a plea of not guilty. And he demanded a jury trial. And that's a formality that you have to do. You demand a jury trial. And, and so that's noted on the record, and he'll get a jury trial. The judge then went on to explain what's typical in our district, is how he put it. So he said, you know, and so it sounded like he was, he was educating both lawyers who don't necessarily practice there every day, and Donald Trump, as well as everybody else who's reading these transcripts, knowing that we would read them, he wanted to make sure that he was educating everybody. So he would say things like, uh, what, what typically happens in our district, the typical steps in our district, are that uh, the defense would request a standing discover, discovery order. Is that what you're uh, what you're requesting, Mr. Blanche? And Mr. Blanche would say, yes, Your Honor. So a standing discovery order means that uh, that there's an order by the judge. Standing means it's in effect the whole ah. the whole time, the whole pendency of the case. And an order means it's a court order because only the court can order you to do anything in a criminal case. And it's a discovery order, which means the government is under an obligation to provide discovery at the appropriate time to the defense. Then the judge says, and I assume you want um, a Brady order. And he said, I assume that the prosecutors know their Brady obligation, but I'm doing a standard Brady order as well. And, the, and Brady is, comes from a very famous case, uh, Brady versus Maryland, which is a Supreme Court case um, that's been around for decades. And it basically says if a prosecutor has any information in their possession that is exculpatory to the defense, they must turn it over. And they must turn it over right away. You can't hold on to it. 
you have to turn it over at the soonest possible practical time, and you have to say, I have this information in, in my possession uh, that tends to exculpate you, it means it tends to uh, show your innocence. Even if you think the person's lying as a prosecutor, it's not up to you to say, well, I, I think that person's lying. I have a witness who came forward and said it wasn't him. That's considered Brady. You have to turn it over. So the judge issued a standard Brady order. Again, standard. So then they get to the part, and this is the part that, that I found, frankly, somewhat disgraceful, because uh, they get to the part about bail or bond, right, about release. Because you know, everyone was calling this arraignment perfunctory, you know, and I, I heard a lot of people say it's just perfunctory, it's just an arraignment. Well, you know, now I, I've been a prosecutor for a very long time, and now I'm a, a defense attorney. There's nothing at all perfunctory about bail. I mean, about um, about an arraignment. You are formally told what your charges are, and and you know, I tell all my clients, and um, and frankly, you know, most as a prosecutor, you assume the same. I tell my clients, bring your toothbrush. You don't know that you can't. There is there is no way you can assume that you are not going to have bail set uh, in a case, or you could be remanded, which means. You know, no amount of money will get you out. It means there are no, it means you are held and detained, period, full stop, no bail. Um, but oftentimes, if you do set bail, there are large amounts of money, especially in really serious cases. So I didn't, I'm probably the only person uh, who didn't think this, uh, but I didn't think it was, it was going to be, you know, no conditions to Donald Trump in a case like this. But apparently, that's what happened. So the judge asked the prosecutor, Mr. Harbach, uh, you know, I'm, I'm saying Fucking that you are rec not recommending any dollar amount uh, for bail here. And the prosecutor said, that is correct, Your Honor. And you are recommending a personal recognizance release, which just means you get to walk out. That's it, on your own. What? That's correct, Your Honor. And that is recommended by the United States, right? Right, and you don't want any what? conditions imposed other the than United the, States. The, there's two standard conditions, Why number one and number five, which basically are like, come back to court and don't get arrested. That's Post it. Just don't Smith commit any other crimes while you're out. But the other conditions that are standard conditions that everyone conditions? else has to abide by, they don't apply, right? You don't, you don't view him as Chicken a flight shit. risk, do you, government? Government says no. So you're not asking for any evaluation. special conditions? Nope. No Where's financial component. Nope. And he says, you know, 18 U.S.C. 3142 sub A sub 1 allows a defendant to be released on their own recognizance on an unsecured bond if they're not a flight risk and the person will endanger the he safety of another person or the community. And he said, basically, are you asking that he not surrender his passport? Are you requesting that? That's standard. I've never had a client who haven't had to surrender their passport yeah. in federal courts. That's the fuck? outrageous, okay? Yeah. No, no limitation on international travel. What about domestic travel? Is there any limitation on that? No. Because, you know, it's standard. A standard condition is no travel outside the Southern District of Florida or whatever district you're in in a federal case. Again, all my clients can't leave the district that, yeah. uh, that the case exactly. is in. That's a standard condition of relief. Nope, Your Honor, we don't see that as necessary. Fair okay. enough. Then they get to 
you know, Judge they get says, to one that enough. says, uh, how, about, how about the standard condition of forbidding him from possessing firearms, government? Yeah. Uh, what's your position on firearms, ammunition, and dangerous devices? Nope, no problem. He can do that, too. And then the judge says, what about, are you requesting that he avoid contact with the co-defendant? And you know what they said? Nope, we're not requesting that either, judge. He works for, Walt Nada works for Trump. So that would not be practicable. So nope, you can have contact with the co-defendant. And the judge then said, are you requesting that Donald Trump report to pre-trial services in any way? Again, every one of my clients has to And they can talk services. about the case together? And they said nope. They said, we're not asking for that at all. They're not asking for any special wow. condition of release. What and the fuck? And pre-trial services says the same thing. They said, we're not requesting anything either, judge. And so the judge says, well, okay. And clearly this Shut judge up. is surprised because this is so highly unusual and Donald Trump is being treated differently than everybody else once again. Yeah. The judge said, you know what? Despite the part, of course the defense has no objection to that, right? Why as a defense attorney would you have any objection to these incredible terms and these incredible conditions? Because Donald Trump, this doesn't matter. He can just go about living his life despite the fact that he has another open indictment and we know of two more open criminal uh, cases, you know, pending investigations, both uh, January 6th um, with Jack Smith and um, and Fulton County with uh, Connie Willis. But despite the fact that there's two indictments now and two other pending cases, no conditions, Judge. And I bet if you look in the entire country, you will not find another case involving a defendant who has Two separate Multiple indictments, indictments. two separate jurisdictions, and two other pending uh, court. In the, I mean, two other pending criminal investigations, and they wow. get this kind of a deal. But wow. he's Donald Trump, and so here he he gets this. Mother but I think the judge here. was a little taken aback that that there was zero conditions, and he is going to protect the integrity huh? of the case because you know he's the judge. That's all he really cares about is the integrity of the case. So he says. However, despite the party's recommendations to me, I am going to take it upon myself to impose some additional special conditions. Thank, thank you, Judge. Thank you for you know, being the grown-up in the room and saying that, you know what, guess what? Donald Trump is a criminal defendant and shouldn't be treated differently than everybody else. And he says, I'm going to require that Donald Trump avoid all contact with witnesses and victims except through counsel. And this will be effective once the defense attorney uh, receives a written list of those witnesses and victims from the prosecutor and <clears throat> the prosecution. This prohibition is only effective to those people who yeah, are written on the do? list. Uh, and he's when also he said the second condition is he can't communicate with the co-defendant about, about, about the case except through counsel. So in other words, he or can have contact it. with um, Mr. Nada since he still works for Donald Trump, but they can't talk about the case the unless they're with their lawyers. Now, Todd Blanche, uh, Trump's attorney, objected to these conditions. He says this is impractical. The witnesses include his protection detail and everyone who's around him every day. Just like with Nada, this happened at his home in Mar-a-Lago. It also happened at his other home, Bedminster. These people work with him every day, and he says, you know. Then he says, and one witness is the president's lawyer. Obviously, that doesn't work. That was surprising. That uh, I'm sure he means Evan Corcoran, and so Evan Corcoran is still his lawyer, and even though we know what? he's the one who is turned over his notes and is telling everybody what, uh, telling the prosecutor what. Um, 
uh, exactly what happened and what Donald Trump did and said. So that was interesting that, that Trump still considers Evan Corcoran his lawyer. Uh, and then um, the prosecutor says, okay, you know what, let's just, let me make a suggestion. Mr. Harbach says, let me make a suggestion. The government will come up with a list, not all the witnesses, but a list of people who this requirement is necessary for. And that will accommodate Mr. Blanche's uh, issue about um, incidental contact because Mr. Trump, you know, speaks to these people uh, every day. So he, and, and Mr. Blanche, um, Todd Blanche said, you know what, uh, you know, I'm not sure about this. I don't want this. I don't want this requirement. But but Harbach says the prosecutor says, you know what, Judge, let us let let me and Mr. Uh, Blanche try and come up with something, a proposal for you, Judge, and we'll come to you with the list, and and we'll, I think we can sort this out amongst ourselves. Clearly, they were caught flat-footed and didn't realize this was going to happen, and they were totally unprepared. Because they spent the next, I'd say, 10, 15 minutes going back and forth about this. Should we have two lists? You know, one for no contact at all and others for don't discuss the case. And Blanche is upset about this and says, we can't do this. And, Aww. you know, and then, and then, um, and then Harbach Poor says, we'll baby. give us time to try to work it out. And, and they're going back and forth and backing back and forth. And um, at one point, Blanche says, you know, why should there be any conditions? Everybody, all the, all the witnesses have lawyers, you know? And then the court says, that's a really broad statement. In fact, every single witness has their own lawyer. But then, of course, he hems and haws and walks that back because he doesn't want to admit that, yes, everyone has a lawyer. How do I know? Because Trump is paying for everyone's lawyers. But, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. That's what I think. He, he didn't mean to spill that, that <laughs> can of beans. Um, and so, you know, they go back and forth on this for quite some time and, um, and they ultimately land on, uh, the, you know, cause I think Todd Blanche realizes, um, realizes at a certain point going, wait a minute. Cause he says, is the court's requirement that the government is going to give us a full witness list because we'll take that. And so I think they realized, you know, oh, my God, you don't normally get a full witness list. In fact, some people are secret. You have no idea that they're cooperating and you don't want to let the defense know that they're cooperating because we know Donald Trump will then you know, bully them, them put their name out there and, and really Truth intimidate it. them. And, 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 you know, like he has for every other every other person out there, call them names, you know, whatever. So, so Todd Blanche wakes up and realizes that this is, could be a, a gift, but you know, uh, but the judge says, no, 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 not so much. Let's just do this, okay? Let's just get a list of people from the government that will tell us that who it is that that uh, Trump should not speak about the facts of the case. That's it. And if he, if the person's not on the list and he talks about the facts of the case, then he's not in violation of this order just people on the list so the government's going to have to go back and say they're probably they're going to probably say this is not a full witness list these are just the people that we don't want donald trump to talk about the case with so we'll see what they come up with but that was a little bit of a inelegant um back and forth that people did not expect and um and there was a lot of time spent on that but then they turned to the co-defendant walt nada Stanley Woodward appeared for him, but he's not admitted in the Southern District of Florida, which is a requirement to appear in court there. So the judge used his discretion and allowed uh, Mr. Woodward to uh, um, represent him and appear on the record for his initial appearance, but not for the arraignment. 
And so the initial the initial appearance, he gave the same conditions on Mr. Nada that he did to Mr. Trump, which is nothing. And so it's the exact same bond. And they put over his arraignment for June 27th at 9.45 a.m. before the chief magistrate, Edwin Torres. But then he said, you know, there's a, a federal criminal procedure 10B uh, that indicates uh, Mr. Nada doesn't have to appear physically if he doesn't want to for arraignment, if he follows the procedures of the rule, uh, but the lawyer does have to appear, which I found very interesting because that is very different from New York State Court where a defendant has to appear for his arraignment. But I guess federally you don't have to. So he may or may not appear. He may appear on video. He may appear in person or he might not appear at all. His bond is already set as, as exactly what, what Trump had. And then the judge ends it with the good news is when Mr. Nada appears, it will not be with me. It'll be the chief magistrate judge, Ed Torres. My involvement in this case, I think, ends right about now. So he clearly didn't want to have anything to do with this. He huh. just, you know, it was his day uh, <laughs> that he was signed up to be the duty judge, to handle any arraignments that came in, and that was that. <laughs> so now, um, after Mr. Nada is arraigned, the entire matter will go before Judge Eileen Cannon, who has been assigned this case. Uh, through the wheel, which means it was a random just uh, assignment, you know, that, that yeah, comes right. up on the wheel. Um, sure. You know, when, when, when they got Eileen Cannon, uh, Jack Smith basically was the opposite of winning the lotto. <laughs> it was the worst possible hand you can draw, because she's already made some um, terrible rulings on this case in the past during the investigation. Yeah, and so that why she has are you giving her another chance so we'll to fuck goes. it up? Um, I'm sorry, she has bias for Trump, not against Trump. Uh, why are we giving her another chance to fuck case. it up? Um, so it was not a great, not a great draw. Um, <clears throat> I think this, you know, arraignment was fairly outrageous because, you know, I want to just draw your attention to a couple of other cases. Uh, do you remember Airman Jack to Shara, who was arrested a while back in Massachusetts. He was a young kid with the Air National Guardsman. Uh, he, he's the one who posted classified documents about the war on, in Ukraine on social media. And he also sought to obstruct investigators. He also had a history of violent and racist remarks. And he is also a target for hostile foreign power. You know, this is a guy who worked on IT for classified computer systems. And you know what? He also possessed the documents and only showed them to a small group of people to brag, right? Just to kind of show off. Look what I can get. Look what I can do. Doesn't this sound familiar? The entire set of facts, getting these documents and bragging to a small group of people and showing it to them, then obstructing investigators, you know, when they try to retrieve this back, and, uh, and, and also having a history of violent and racist remarks. Well, guess where Jack Teixeira is? He is in jail. Why? Because he's dangerous and he's a flight risk. And this is a serious case. And so he's in jail awaiting his trial. Also compare it to Chelsea Manning, Edward Snowden, other cases of, of uh, you know, leaked documents. And, you know, it's just a very familiar that anyone else who, who does this is considered a threat to national security. But someone who, who foments a violent insurrection who spews racist, hateful, uh, re violent remarks, and who recklessly and willfully possesses and maintains and shows off classified documents that are our most secret materials, 
and who also has several criminal cases that are either pending or under investigation, somehow he is released with no conditions because he is once again treated differently than everybody else, but not in the way he means. He gets away with everything that nobody else does because he thinks he is above the law. And it is time now to hold him accountable. Fair enough. Thank you for joining. I'm Fuck Karen Friedman Agnesolo from Legal AF. You can catch me on Wednesdays with Michael Popak at 8 p.m. Eastern live uh, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can also watch Legal AF on Saturdays with Ben Mizellis and uh, Michael Popak, also Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hey, Midas Mighty, love this report. Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Yeah, fairly outrageous. Judge allows traitor Trump to walk free with no special conditions. Can you believe that shit? Everybody call the Justice Department and give them a piece of your mind. 202-514-2000. Oh, shit. When other traitors, everybody else would be in jail. Go GFY, fucking judge. GFY, exclamation point. Everybody call Department of Justice. Bitch them out for giving the worst criminal in human history preferential treatment without, after stealing thousands of... Got a couple of new subscribers. Might might have been. Whoops. What's going on? Okay. News feeds. What the fuck? Fuck that.
Okay, so that's plain text. Okay. Uh, what else is new? Nice touch. Trump legal nightmare. Mm -hmm. Nice. Trump legal nightmare just beginning as Republicans. Something rather. What have we learned since Donald Trump was indicted, arrested, and arraigned in federal court in Miami earlier this week? Well, for one thing, that Donald Trump lied to the people in the bakery that he visited <laughs> after his arraignment, saying that he was going to comp their food. Donald Trump, a liar? <laughs> Donald Trump's lawyer recommended to Trump he actually try to settle with the Department of Justice in the fall of 2022, something Donald Trump flatly rejected and instead took the advice from someone who isn't a lawyer by the name of Tom Pittman, who can't fit in to his very tight shirts and tight shirts don't fit in. We've learned also that corrupt federal judge Eileen Cannon, who unfortunately got assigned this criminal case against Trump, brought by special counsel Jack unbelievable. Smith, this is impossible. not recusing herself. So the proverbial ball is now in special counsel Jack Smith's court. No unintended whether he will file a recusal affidavit under USC section 144. And I don't even know how this is possible, but Trump has been acting even more unhinged lately, stating that the United States agencies are running illegal psychological warfare on American citizens for seven years. That's what Donald Trump posted. This is both involuntary psychological hold mm -hmm. levels of insanity by Trump, but it's also pure projection since for the last seven years, and frankly his entire life, Donald Trump has been psychologically tormenting Americans and the world. Special counsel Jack Smith, however, continues his other criminal investigation into Trump's 2020 election interference and sedition relating to the January 6th insurrection. At the same exact time of Trump's arraignment earlier this week, as that was going down, corrupt Republican Nevada fake electors were seen entering the Washington, D.C. grand jury by NBC. And of course, that grand jury is investigating Trump's crimes for sedition and election interference. This, as we learned that Rudy Giuliani was using the alias Helen and an email address with the name Helen Numbers at Gmail to communicate leading up to the insurrection with people like Mark Meadows. Hello, Helen. A federal judge in New York has granted E. Jean Carroll's motion to amend her other defamation lawsuit against Donald Trump, which is still pending, to add new allegations of Trump's defamatory conduct following the New York federal jury ruling against Donald Trump and awarding E.G. Carroll $5 million. And the federal judge, Judge Lewis Kaplan, set a trial date in that new defamation trial that's set to start. That new trial date is January 15th 
GOP today is admitting that its most recent conspiracy, although who can keep track, this one involving recordings about President Biden being bribed from seven years ago that was claimed by some Russian oligarch. Well, the GOP says those recordings don't exist. And Rudy Giuliani, or should I say Helen, says that the other whistleblower that he was aware of is dead. Oh, again, seems to happen every single week. But the right-wing media, you know what they're focused on, Brett, right? They want to know, how will the GOP protect Russian
indicted in Georgia around August, so I'm going to have to work my schedule around Georgia. Might be back in D.C. for the January 6th indictment, so maybe I can have a trip around D.C. Like, is that how he's looking towards his schedule right now? September of 2023, October of 23, New York Attorney General Assistant James has her trial seeking at least $250 million for Trump's fraudulent financial valuation. It is going to be a summer of indictment, yeah. a summer of justice, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to go smoothly. You have to, though, have the right people in place, and I, for one, am very confident in special counsel Jack Smith to deal with all of the kind of landmines, legal landmines that exist. And, of course, the biggest one that just kind of came out randomly, but Judge Eileen Cannon is back. She ain't recusing herself under the law. The first kind of instance of how a recusal would go would normally be the judge self-recusing. Thereafter, Special Counsel Jack Smith can now file an affidavit uh, to seek her recusal or disqualification. The way we know she isn't recusing herself is because she issued an order today. And she wouldn't have issued this order if she disqualified herself and recused herself. So this was the order that she issued, June 15, 2023. It states, on or before June 16, 2023, all attorneys of record and forthcoming attorneys of record shall contact the litigation security group of the U.S. Department of Justice, if they have not done so already, to expedite the necessary clearance process for all team members anticipated to participate in this matter, and thereafter file a notice of compliance by no later than June 20th, 2023. And because this is a case that involves the Classified Information Procedures Act and involves Donald Trump's theft of thousands of top secret and classified records, there is a process and procedure whereby defense lawyers have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and essentially have to be cleared in order to review the records that are going to be produced as part of discovery. So here, Judge Eileen Cannon is ordering an expedited process where that takes place. But what she should have done under 28 U.S.C. Section 455 is disqualified herself. Section 28 U.S.C. Section 455, disqualification of justice judge or magistrate judge, subsection A, states, any justice judge or magistrate judge of the United States shall disqualify himself, but himself, herself, or themselves in any proceeding in which impartiality might be reasonably questioned. B, he, she, they shall also disqualify themselves in the following circumstances where they have a personal bias or prejudice concerning a party or personal knowledge of disputed evidentiary facts concerning the proceedings. So I ask this, do you believe that there is a reasonable possibility here that Judge Eileen Cannon's impartiality might be questioned? Why don't we call her First and foremost, her to the appointed by Donald Trump in 2020, now that he's presiding over a case where 
furtherance of Donald Trump's interests, twice by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. So if that doesn't raise reasonable questions of impartiality, I don't know what does. When you think about it, remember that judge who refused himself in the Ron DeSantis Disney case because the judge was Muslim and had like 10 shares of Disney stock? That is how judges are supposed to actually apply the statute and self-receive. So now, what happens is under 28 U.S.C. section 144, 28 U.S.C. 144 to 28 U.S.C. 455, they're read together, basically. And 28 U.S.C. 144 basically says whenever a party to any proceeding in a district court makes and files a timely and sufficient affidavit that the judge before whom the matter is pending has a personal bias or prejudice, either against him or in favor of any adverse party, such judge shall proceed no further therein, but another judge shall be assigned to hear such proceeding. The affidavit shall state the facts and reasons for the belief that bias or prejudice exists and shall be filed not less than 10 days before the beginning of the term at which the proceeding is to be heard and it goes on. But special counsel Jack Smith would need to file that soon. The issue is that then would become appealable to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals and ultimately you would be looking at a three to six to nine month fight potentially over just the recusal issue before getting into the facts of the case. So because this is a case brought under SEPA, the Classified Information Procedures Act, by itself right now, a lot of the orders that Judge Eileen Cannon can make are immediately reviewable to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. So one of the tactics that Jack Smith may have is, let's see what her first orders are. Then let's see if she's overturned fairly early on in the process by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. And then let's figure out a potential disqualification by making a good Jack Smith, files two. Judge Cannon. showing that uh, it is appropriate now given kind of strike three if you will but that special counsel jack smith's decision that he has to make and also many have suggested that because some of the crimes occurred at bedminster themselves I said, not only be with this is the time when everybody needs to call the doj 202-514-2000 make sure jack smith files to remove judge cannon from the case holding of national defense information, which took place at Mar-a-Lago, but the transmittal, another violation of the Espionage Act, that took place in New Jersey. Will Special Counsel Jack Smith impanel a grand jury in New Jersey and bring an indictment there as well? And also, we should still never forget that there is another grand jury out in Washington, D.C., investigating Donald Trump's crimes relating to the January 6th insurrection. 
and election interference. But if you want any further evidence that Judge Eileen Cannon is not going to be a good faith actor, she made her first order already where she should have recused herself to me under the plain letter of the law and under 11th Circuit uh, precedent in the case United States versus Martin. Yeah, I mean, I never expected Judge Cannon to do the right thing. On her own. I, I mean, we've been following Judge Cannon. First off, how many how many judges do you do you really know who aren't Supreme Court justices in the world, in the, in the entire country? How many Supreme Court justices can you name? But I bet nearly all of our listeners can name Eileen Cannon because we are all scarred from the last saga that we had with her. But I, I trust Jack Smith here. I trust that he knows exactly what he's doing and that he is steering the ship. He has not veered off course yet, and I don't see why he would do so now. But it really shows you the sort of asymmetrical warfare um, on the turf that Republicans play on versus uh, what the rest of the country uh, uh, plays on, which is Republicans just don't follow the law. They don't follow norms. Yet Democrats, at the slightest whiff of potentially violating any norm, they immediately back off, like in the DeSantis case, which I was like, really? Because he had what the guy, the judge had a cousin who invested in Disney stock, so he couldn't share the thirty like, shares. Like ridiculous, like <laughs> ri- ri- ridiculous. But it it goes to show you just the integrity uh, gap between Republicans and between. I'm not even gonna say between Republicans and Democrats because it's like the the entire rest of the country up against these corrupt anti-democratic Republicans who just scoff at the rule of law. And then you have somebody like Judge Cannon who, what, she's she, she did something like, what, four cases? Like, she, she presided over four cases, a total of 14 days in her life. That's her entire experience. And now she is handling the most important trial in American history. Of the person who gave her her job. Ridiculous. And and lest we forget, Ben, lest we forget, she was confirmed to the job after Donald Trump lost the election. Send this as That's a how recently she was confirmed. Trump had already lost Post by the time that she media. was voted in. So I, 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 we just need a step. To tell Jack Smith in the Capitol, tell them. And stop giving him preferential treatment. Back and remember all of that as well. It's the problem with the, the way the Republicans run the country as, as a term I've used on the show, a, a cacistocracy, Ben, you know, a cacistocracy.